My bed is a spaceship. The Pirates of the Milky Way. Chapter 9 Pirate Pickling Pickles As Curtis and Grandpa Tub tiptoed through the cave and past the saber-toothed bunnies, a strange thing happened. These fierce creatures did nothing. They did not look up from their pirate books. They did not bare their teeth. They did not pounce on the spacemates. The closest thing they did to moving was the occasional turn of a page. Curtis and Grandpa Tub continued through the cave, stepping over the entranced creatures. They continued for at least five minutes when they spied a powerful waterfall. Before they had reached it, though, the bunnies, who had just finished reading their books, enclosed the spacemates. They sat up and peered hard at the intruders. Their teeth sprang down from their mouths and their eyes lit up in the dark. The spacemates were surrounded by sabre teeth and had no room to escape. Curtis held his breath as the animals circled around them, moving closer and closer to their prey. Curtis could hear the animals' rasping breath. He could feel their fur touching his legs. He knew that they were about to pounce. He saw Grandpa Tub take out his handkerchief. He expected him to wipe his sweating face, but instead he put it on his head and tied it like a hat. Ahar! Shiver me spaceships! Grandpa Tub shouted in a strange voice like Fawney's McGraws. I be pirate pickling pickles. Oar, oar. The saber-toothed bunnies stopped and sat on their hind legs to listen. I've come to tell you one of my prickling pirate stories, he continued. The bunnies lay on the floor, purring. I was set to sail on the violent seas, oar, oar, to pickling find the treasure of the six-headed crab. Within minutes, all the bunnies were almost asleep. Grandpa Tub and Curtis moved closer and closer to the waterfall as he told the story. They could see a passage behind it. They stood by its side as Grandpa Tub said, And that's how I destroyed the six-headed crab with a pickling jar of pickling pickles. As he finished, the spacemates jumped through the water and into the long passage behind them. The bunnies did not move. They looked disappointedly at each other as the story was over. Curtis and Grandpa Tub wandered down the corridor, which curved around until they reached a spiral staircase, which was cut into the rock. They began to descend slowly, but sped up as the staircase kept going. Eventually, they came to a cave, which was filled with thousands of different size and shaped treasure chests some of which were stacked so that they formed a throne-like structure in the center of the room. Sitting within the throne was a huge hairy man with a purple beard, wearing a pirate's hat and an enormous parrot on his shoulder. Chuckle Cabbage and Four Knees McGraw must have hidden by the sides of the entrance, as they both put a hand on the spacemate's shoulders from behind. Arrgh, teacher! said Four Knees to Curtis. Oh, exploding nebula, replied Curtis. You'll be here to see Baby Blue Milk, I suppose. Yes, 
Curtis replied, and pushed his shoulder backwards to brush off the pirate's hand. Well, I'd like you to meet me captain first, he said. And then to the man on the chest throne, he shouted, Captain Higgins, this be teacher Curtis and old Tubby. Grandpa Tub tutted as he hated being called old Tubby. The captain stood up and then almost sang, I'm a Captain Higgins, this hair is not a Wiggins. I'm a pirate king and I know one thing, I'm nastier than a dog. Grandpa Tub and Curtis had to suck their lips in to stop laughing. His voice sounded like a cat was inside his throat and sitting on his vocal cords. Secondly, he seemed to be trying to rap. His body swayed and his hands pointed in different directions every few seconds. Grandpa Tub was trying to work out why being nastier than a dove would be a bad thing and what Percy Love might be. Curtis was just desperately trying not to laugh. It was actually painful not to. The parrot on the pirate's hairy shoulder then came to life. I'm Percy Love, said the parrot. It was obvious from the voice that Percy Love was a mechanical animal and one that needed fixing. His face reminded Curtis of an old-fashioned calculator with large square buttons for eyes and a nose and a small thin screen for his mouth. That was it. Curtis and Grandpa Tub could hold on no longer. They exploded into laughter. Asked Percy Love. Percy Love, Percy Love, you're my parrot, I beloved. I'm big and hairy and meant to be scared. Their manners are runny if they think we are funny. Percy Love, Percy Love, Percy Love. That the horrible Harry Higgins. Excuse me, Curtis interrupted. I think you are very scary. He still wanted to laugh, but managed to put on a serious expression. He thinks we're scary, cause I'm big and hairy. Cause otherwise we're cooking. Cooking like a Slim Jim. But now he's shaking, quizzically shaking. Let's not make him scream. Scream, but give him chocolate ice cream. Continued the horrible Harry Higgins. Chuckle Cabbage wandered to a chest and opened it up. It lit up and showed its contents of wafers and chocolate ice cream. He scooped out the dessert and handed it to Curtis and Grandpa Tub. Master Tistic! And thank you, said Curtis. Pickling pickles of a good flavour! Chuckling Cabbage laughed in delight. I, I be making that myself. It was just then huge cry echoed around the cave. It was so loud that Curtis and Grandpa Tub placed their hands over their ears and dropped their ice cream. The cry got even louder and then stopped. Sitting on a high chest and now sucking his thumb was baby blue milk. I can't find it, he said and started crying again. <laughs> <laughs> 